Hello, Cryptonauts. Today we're reporting for November 11th, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. I am your host, Blockchain John. Cryptonauts, first reminder, we do have a Discord chat available for Cryptocurrency Chat in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you're interested in collaborating on my podcast or becoming a sponsor, you can reach out to me through that Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's get started with your top 10 daily stats. Stable coins by market capitalization. Starting off with number one, USDT Tether. With $19 billion market cap, uh, second place, USD coin with $2.9 billion. Third place, DAI with $1 billion. Fourth place, Binance USD with $641.7 million. Fifth place, Paxo Standard with $395.2 million. Sixth place, uh, True USD with $309.2 million. 7th place, HUSD with $240.6 million. 8th place, SUSD with $56.5 million. 9th place, Stasis Euro with $37.4 million. And 10th place, USDK with $32.4 million. Alright, that is your top 10 daily stablecoins by market capitalization. Your overall total market cap is at $513.8 billion, down by 0.4%. Alright, let's get started with your crypto news of the day. Alright, Cryptonauts, next reminder, we are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. Make sure you collect your daily candies. With that said, first news coming in from Scott Chiplina, crucial Ethereum service Infura suffers major outage. Uh, Ethereum infrastructure provider Infuria is facing a service outage. Infuria runs Ethereum nodes on behalf of projects and companies in the Ethereum ecosystem. Without it, these projects are unable to see what's happening on the Ethereum blockchain. This issue with Ethereum has caused several crypto exchanges, including Binance, to suspend the withdrawal of Ethereum and ERC-20 tokens. According to its website, Infuria has identified the root cause and are preparing to fix to restore service functionality. This update was published at 9.47 UTC about half an hour earlier. The Inferior team said, we've brought additional capacity online for the affected components and are continuing to triage the root cause of the outage. System recovery operations are in progress. It also says the on-call team is investigating and working to restore service functionality. We do not rely entirely on one provider and we are still up with we are still up with no issues just that we are now working with let's say 50% force but yeah Inferia is dead Ian Kane head of communications of Dapp Radar told Decrypt Dapper uh, Dapper added that Dapp Radar may experience some delays but that the data processing remains intact cool alright next news written by Matt Husey $2 trillion change hands as COVID vaccine puts markets into overdrive it's been a busy week for traders. More than $2 trillion worth of assets have been bought 
sold and sought, according to Reuters, as optimism around an end of COVID comes into sharp focus. After a lackluster October for Bitcoin trading volume this week, things have gone into overdrive since November 3rd. Trading volume up, uh, uh, trading volume is up 270%, according to new data published by Arcane Research. Wow. Daily, daily trading volume have hit $3 billion as crypto's improved in stability as an asset class, not to mention its growing pace has provided irresistible to investors. It has no wonder the number of active Bitcoin addresses sold past 1.18 million earlier this week, the number according to Ikigai Asset Management. It's the seventh highest amount of active addresses in Bitcoin history, but the number of sending addresses, people actively moving Bitcoin out of their wallets, was at an all-time high. Awesome. 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 Next news, written by Sharyuwa Malwa. Coinbase listing uh, pushes Ethereum-based coin up 800%. A listing on Coinbase has has revived an altcoin price from its slumber. The major U.S. exchange listed governance token District 0x in a surprise announcement on November 6, pushing its price skyward within hours at the time by 797% on Tuesday. Wow. DNT zoomed out from 0.0088 cents a day to the list to the listing price to over 0.079 cents yesterday. Traders have since taken profits and driven prices down to 0.62% or two of a cent. That's still nearly 600% increase for those who didn't sell yet. That's crazy. The altcoin was one of the most hyped cryptocurrencies back in 2017 with its ability to allow users to create decentralized marketplace or districts. This caused its price to surge to an all-time high of 50 cents in January 2018. A fantasy environment was uh, was a big part of the District 0x premise, uh, but oh, let's see, its token was required for application to the District Registry and used to signal support or disapproval for the proposal made by the network participants. But the multi-year bear market flushed such stories out. The DNT token went on a nosedive with few platform users and no use, of, use for its token. The price fell to just 0.002 in May this year before seeing a brief comeback as decentralized finance sectors started to become a leading narrative in crypto. Okay, so basically crypto pumped and dumped it up. Okay, okay, yes, got it. Next news written by Tim Copeland. Hacked exchange Qcoin recovered recovers $236 million of stolen funds. Uh, crypto exchange Qcoin has recovered 84% of its uh, the $281 million that was hacked from the exchange in September. This amounts to $236 million. Qcoin CEO Johnny Liu tweeted today, So far, 84% of the affected assets have been recovered via approaches like on-chain tracking, contract upgrade, and judici- judicial recovery. As asked by the law enforcement, we will publish all the details once the case is closed. Quote, Qcoin has resumed the full service of its 176 tokens to all others and scheduled to reopen before November 22nd. Again, I would like to thank all the individuals and institutions who helped us in this incident. Together, we will make a stronger crypto community, he added. All right. Uh, The hack took place back on September 26th. All right. Next news, written by Liam Frost. Major Chinese bank adds digital bond on sale for Bitcoin. China's construction bank, one of the biggest banks in the country, launched today 
what is called the first publicly listed deb- debit security on blockchain. These digital bonds can be bought for Bitcoin and the US dollar, the Wall Street Journal reported. Per the report, the bond will yield an annual interest of around 0.75% and will be rolled out every three months, a process through which the cur- current securities are closed and fresh loans are placed in new ones. Hmm. The offerings is facilitated by Chinese construction bank's offshore branch located in Malaysia, uh, Malaysian financial centers, Labuan, Labuan, and will be listed on Fusang Exchange, which allows trading on cryptocurrencies as well as fiat. All right, next news. Rimbai Sharyuwa Malwa. Polychain Capital invests $8.2 million into Ethereum token Wi-Fi. Crypto fund Polychain Capital has picked up a further 141 Wi-Fi, the token that powers Yarn Finance, in a move yesterday that expands on its investments in the decentralized finance protocol. The firm purchased 329 Wi-Fi just last week, according to Missouri Research Mason Nystorm, and the token's price have jumped by more than 100% since then. Yarn Finance has emerged as the quintessential, she's Louise, quint, quint. Quint- quintessential, there we go, quintessential DeFi projects in the past few months. With the token boasting no pre-sale to venture capital firm or investors or its creator, Andre Kronji, holding no tokens at the time of issue issuance. This led to a positive narrative for the token among crypto circles. That's crazy. Damn. Let's see, what? Is, what? About board... $42,000 in September, a 55,295% increase per data on, on Tracker CoinGecko. That's crazy. Wi-Fi up 55,000%. Imagine that. Jeez. Imagine if you just put some money in that, huh? That's crazy. Next news written by Scott Chaplino. How a dorm, dormant bug briefly split the Ethereum blockchain. The Ethereum blockchain temporarily split temporarily split today caused by a dormant bug that had been partially fixed. The issues have since been largely resolved, but questions remain over the handling of the fix. The bug caused chaos because it affected the Ethereum infrastructure provider Inferia. When the service went down, citing a major issue, many services that use Inferia were left unable to interact with the blockchain. Many other nodes were also affected. But how did this all happen? According to Peter Schlitzgly, team lead at Ethereum Foundation, the bug had been lying dormant for two years. Ooh, okay. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Uh, let me see. Do, 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 do. Worth $20,000. Several months ago, Ethereum developers introduced a fixed, and many nodes running the latest version were then protected. However, the developers didn't reveal details of the bug in order to prevent a bad actor from exploiting it. On any nodes that had an upgrade. What went wrong is that some nodes didn't upgrade to the latest version. In fact, Inferia was running version of Geth 1.9.9 that was released on December 6, 2019, and then the bug occurred. At 710 UTC, the blockchain split into a longer version and a shorter version. To some degree, this happens all the time and the nodes stick to the longer version, but in this case, the nodes that hadn't been updated stuck to the smaller chain. This means they weren't showing different blocks and they're disagreeing with other versions on the blockchain. Whoa, 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 that's crazy. I didn't know that. I did not know that. They must get that low key, huh? 
a variety of nodes were affected. Binance runs on its own Ethereum node. Okay, what else? Uh, however, Slatsleika came to its defense, tweeting, Yo, internet, stop pointing fingers at Inferia using older geth. It's only sane from an operator's per- uh, perspective to not surf the newest releases. There are a few lessons that can be learned. One is that companies running nodes on behalf of other projects should probably update their nodes on a regular basis. This is a reminder to keep your nodes up to date, tweeted a geth coder known as MH Swindon. Alright, next news. Written by Jeff Benson. The $50 million question, how to stake Ethereum 2.0 and stay liquid. Believers in Ethereum long awaited for proof of stake. Network Ethereum 2.0 face a conundrum. Risk locking, risk locking up their ETH for months or stay liquid and keep their options open. Well, it's going to be locked up for years, actually. To solve the problem, Dharma Capital is allocating $50 million in its own ETH holdings so that institutions and individuals can contribute to Ethereum 2.0 while staying liquid. Ethereum 2.0, expected to launch on December 1st, requires 524288 ETH, currently worth $240 million. $242 million. With, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, it's already late at night. Come on. Well, what's going on here? Let's go to the next news. I'm going to try to get this over with. I'm done. Uh, next news written by Robert Stevens. OCC Chief Brian Brooks, too focused on crypto. Arc U.S. reps. What did the U.S. Congress, Congress expect? That Brian Brooks, the incumbent, incumbent, Office of the Comptroller of Currency, Currency, who came almost straight from Coinbase, a cryptocurrency company would leave his crypto days behind when he assumed his new role. Apparently so. Six months of Congress yesterday sent a le- six members of Congress yesterday sent a letter blasting, according to the PR office of one of the authors, Brooks for busying himself with regula- regulating the cryptocurrency industry amid a pandemic. The OCC, helmed by Brooks since April 2020, put out several letters of clarifications this summer that confirmed that cryptocurrency companies could become banks and the banks could also uh, custody cryptocurrencies owned by their clients. Uh, Arguably, the immediate needs of millions of of at-risk individuals who have not yet received an economic stimulus check and or cannot deposit their funds in the bank deserve greater attention than the than an effort to increase access to financial services to the banked community via mobile phones, they said. The members of Congress further said focusing on crypto overlooks issues facing small and minority-owned institutions exacerbated by the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that, maybe, yeah, it doesn't sound good. Next news written by Matthew DeSalvo. Governments will outlaw Bitcoin, says Bridgewater's Ray Dalio. Bitcoin isn't a good alternative asset because governments will eventually outlaw it, according to billionaire investor Ray Dalio. The biggest cryptocurrency market cap is also problematic because of its volatility and the inability to spend it on everyday goods, Dalio said in an interview with Yahoo Finance over the weekend. Dalio, who runs the world's biggest hedge fund, Bridgewater Associates, said in an interview that he that he intends instead expects the world to increasingly turn to central banks digital currencies such as uh, digitized US dollars, euro or rem 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 
renminbi. Theoretically, Bitcoin is good, but there are three basic things. A currency has to be effective, be an effective medium of exchange, a store hold of wealth, and the government wants to control it, Dalio said, outlining problems with Bitcoin. I, today, can't take my Bitcoin yet. I, what? I can't take my Bitcoin today. My Bitcoin. I can't take my Bitcoin yet. What? I, today, can't take my Bitcoin yet and buy things easily with it. This guy's. Where's what, what what age is he from? You can buy anything and everything with Bitcoin right now. There's that's not a problem. Uh, let's see. I would prefer Bitcoin to gold. What? Okay. Next news. Written by Jose Antonio Lanz. Bitcoin ETH prices hit 2020 highs despite rocky days for Ethereum. The bullish mood of Bitcoin and Ethereum traders remains strong despite news of a problem change of government in the United States and a major outage in, of Inferia, one of Ethereum's largest service providers. After seven months of a conservative uptrend, Bitcoin managed to bust out of the gates today. The token started at, at $15,136 and rose to $16,000 hours later. However, the $16,000 became a psychological barrier of the moment. Just after breaking the line, the, the, total, the token dropped to its current $15,859. Okay. Ethereum wants the moon. Another cryptocurrency has managed to beat the FUD is Ethereum. A few hours ago, a bug or unannounced hard fork, whatever you prefer to call it, caused part of the Geth node management service inferior to crash. As a consequence, uh, several exchanges suspended ERC-20 tokens, which all services... Exchanges suspended ERC-20 tokens. Okay. The cryptocurrency managed to reach $476.80. This is certainly worth noting. It, rank, it, it ranks as either the highest price this year or the second highest depending on who you ask. The price is currently around $464. Alright. Um, next news. Written by Will Gutzingen. This Ethereum well owns the most expensive NFT of 2019. In May 2019, an anonymous bidder spent bidder spent over $110,000 in Ethereum on, on a virtual race car add-on for a blockchain video game. The game was F1 Delta Time, and the car imposing imposing jewel encrusted and very much not real was called the 111. Now that anonymous NFT whale has revealed himself, sort of, the pseudonymous Metacoven Meta has come forward as the buyer, according to the Medium Post from Animoca Brands, the creator of F1 Delta Time and the issuer of the NFT. Metacoven is the chief financier behind Metapurse, a company that invests in virtual art, real estate, and other digital collectibles via non-fungible tokens. In a short bio, bio he, he describes himself as an angel investor in blockchain technology since 2013 and a Y Combinator al alums, alums. Now you could be forgiven if the whole thing you feel a little bit better, like the episode of Simpson, which Milhouse's sad, newly divorced dad brings to Homer that he sleeps in a race car. Oh. Metaverse spent over... 415.9 worth of wrapped Ethereum. How much is it now? Oh, no, crypto, it's, it's not even. It's not even on here. Okay. 
next news written by Alexander Behrens. Beleaguered, Bitfinex grants tether loans to Bitcoin holders. Crypto exchange Bitfinex is introducing crypto-backed borrowing services to its platform, offering a new way for cryptocurrency holders to get loans and avoid selling their digital assets. Not allowing a New York State investigation to get in the way of offering... Where am I? Jeez, I lost my spot. Offering new products, Bitfinex announced today that the launch of Bitfinex Borrow, a peer-to-peer lending platform, is allowing users to borrow either US dollar-paid Tether stablecoins against the value of their Bitcoin and Ethereum holding on the Bitfinex exchange. Bitfinex Borrow will compete with the growing numbers of centralized and decentralized crypto crypto lending services, including Nexo, Maker, MakerDAO, and Aave in a digital assets credit market that seems to be growing by the day. Next news written by Jeff Benson. Last news of the day. I'm done. Written by Jeff Benson. Dark coin to dash. The five-year fight to rebrand a privacy coin. <clears throat> in, in, a, in the spring of 2014, Wired ran a story titled Dark Coin, the shadowy cousin of Bitcoin, is booming. It was about a nascent privacy coin that was selling for nearly $7. If you never heard of Darkcoin, that's because it's now called Dash. And although it was the first coin to integrate CoinJoin mixing, its contributors say it's now it's now no more a privacy coin than Bitcoin. So when Shapeshift recently delisted Dash, along with Privacy First Monero and Privacy uh, Optional Zcash, <clears throat> the group that held the Dash network took issue. We've always had a fully transparent blockchain with all the inputs, outputs, amounts, address fully transparent. Dash Core Group CEO Ryan Taylor told Decrypt, We're very proud of our implementations of CoinJoin, but there's no legal basis for treating Dash any differently than Bitcoin because it's an identical transaction protocol. The root of the privacy coin label is half a decade old. When the network launched DarkSend, since relabeled as PrivateSend, Dash's brand name for the specific CoinJoin implementation found in Dash's desktop wallet. Private send is a process users can implement before a transaction that mixes up wallets holding so that an external observer is unable to determine the source of funding. That was dreamed up by Evan Duffield, the creator of Dash, who exited the company at the beginning of 2017, leaving it in the hands of the Dash Core Group. In Dash's telling, it hasn't done much with privacy since the, pri- the primary focus has kind of shifted to speed and usability as opposed to optimizing for privacy, said Taylor. The current privacy option, he said, is good enough to keep your no- nosy neighbors out. It's, it is good enough to keep the CIA from analyzing your tran- uh, transactions with tools like chain, chain analysis or cipher trace, he continued. But n- no, but that's not what this is attempting to accomplish. What Dash is attempting to accomplish is becoming a daily transaction currency. It's now the 29th biggest coin bar market reported for market that stands at $678.9 million. Okay, okay, we're done. I'm done. I'm done reading. It's a long night. I'm done. Cryptonauts, I hope that tomorrow is going to be a much better day. So with that said, Cryptonauts, I'll catch you all on the next one. Adiós.